previously on the twist cast last time on the twist cast we talked about wandavision and we did a little bit of a pre-show for the snyder cut which will be our main focus tonight yes. main focus words snyder cut hashtag snyder cut <laughs> So everybody, if you have not watched our last show, it is now up on whatever platform you are used to listening to us Listen on. Listen to our last show? Listen. What? You said watched. Oh. Instead of listened. You know what? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so used to. People don't watch this thing. No, no. If they do, no. then I would be a little bit frightened. How? <laughs> what I'm, have I'm you so, done? I'm so used to talking about with our our, our live streaming stuff. Oh my gosh! To be fair, to be fair, we did just do it last night, so I I don't hold it against you. <laughs> I do. I hold well, it massively against you. Get your shit together. You should. Thank you, Jesse. Keep somebody has to hold accountable. So if you haven't listened to our last show, we uh, obviously we talked about Wandavision, but if you want to listen to our hopes and fears for uh, Snyder Cut, this is before we watched it. Uh, go back and at least listen to that portion so you can either listen to us eat crow in in this show no, or 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 I see no our regrets. or no or see our dreams come true uh <laughs> which i feel like rarely happens but anyway my uh, life every- is just a constant stream of disappointment <laughs> yeah especially when it comes to dc let me tell hey, you man, at least it's not a, a never any stream of nightmares like mine is so yeah. it's cool so i take disappointments right now <laughs> so with that everybody thank you so much for joining us my name is sam i'm mike and i'm jesse so uh like jesse said tonight the main focus is going to be justice league's snyder cut uh this is kind of a a big thing for for us uh it was a pain in the ass to get here because jesse had to constantly listen to things about the snyder cut being said um for for years and years and years oh my god um which was hilarious in its its own right. But if you all recall, uh, our first podcast ever, which was in uh, 2016, 17. November. 17. 17? 17. 17. Yeah. Um, our very first show was about Justice League. And man, oh man, was it a rough fucking start. Um <laughs> because we just had for many reasons but for 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 many reasons but one of the biggest reasons is we had to talk about this movie that just should have never been made it was an abomination no Um, it it should have never released that way it was made whatever whatever. correct we'll get to that you 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 all know and mike thank you for clarifying because that's that's (laughs) absolutely correct so yeah, this is a, a pretty pretty big show for us. Um, it's it's almost like a retrospective with, you know, uh, I, I don't even know. It's just such a weird thing to be doing. But uh, anyway, before we get to that, Mike, please take it away with the news. Okay, here we go. Start with comic book news. It's not a lot of news tonight, which is great. because that way we can focus on the meat. And this is the appetizer. And you get that meat. I love me my meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody clip that, soundbite that shit. <laughs> Anytime Jesse texts me from now on, that's what's going to play. <laughs> All right. So spinning out of the Immortal Hulk series right now by Al Ewing, uh, there will be a new Alpha Flight comic, which should be interesting. I wonder if it will keep the the same like horror vibe that Immortal Hulk has, because that's fucking awesome. Um, if you're not reading that, please check that out. 
uh, Brian Bendis and Alex Maliev's event Leviathan Checkmate is back after a year plus of postponement, which I find hilarious. Cause any, any excuses why? I, I mean, I think it was partially pandemic related, partially like they were doing a whole bunch of other product projects. I wasn't aware you could uh, you couldn't draw from your house. <laughs> I mean, maybe depending. <laughs> I'm such a little uh, stinker. Also, I don't think they had like a whole lot of um, desire to push this project out over the over the course of the pandemic because yeah. it probably would have been one of, one of those projects that like got pushed to like a like digital only, and I don't think they want to do that. Yeah, Person. makes sense, man. Person. All right, moving on to worlds of DC. Worlds. Uh so we got a whole bunch of stuff here, uh, starting with the recently released, like today, as of date of recording, uh, released for the Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn. We just watched it. What'd you guys think? It's it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be real weird, but I'm looking forward to it. I like weird. Weird is fun. I'm glad they kept uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller because she's mm. just perfect oh god she command an entire room dude like i was like yeah mm-hmm. okay, i'll do whatever you say yes ma'am yeah i think it's gonna be a goofy show and i am looking forward to it james gunn just has that uh the comedy ensemble thing down he knows he, he knows how to direct people to play off of each other's strengths it really seems like um i mean you even see uh pete davidson coming up to bat here and like that's that's a huge thing i mean he he, he's obviously like wildly popular in the media because of like all the ariana ariana grande stuff um but other than snl he's been in like nothing and now he's in this huge blockbuster movie i put some balls on it right now that he dies during the movie (laughs) dude (laughs) Um, for them well (laughs) yeah but you know just the just the fact that like james gunn's like yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna take pete davidson and put him in a blockbuster movie because like he just knows what to do there's and, a freaking you know, doctor who in this movie like i don't like what are we doing yeah man <laughs> i don't know how this happened it's gonna be a wild ride and i'm i'm looking forward to it yeah i think it's gonna be fun um you know it, it's it's certainly weird we got freaking starro got starro yeah. like, like i don't i mean if there's anyone that I trust to like actually do a weird character like Star, though, it's James Gunn. So yeah. I just feel so blessed as a nerd right now to be living in this time period. <laughs> like it could, I mean, I have to endure Ezra Miller as Flash, but I also get Starro. Might work out. It might work <laughs> out. Just yeah, you know, who knows? Give and take. Anyway, moving on. Uh, production has officially wrapped. On Matt Reeves's The Batman, The which, Batman. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked for that. I can't lie. Like, if if it's anything, if that if that trailer was the tip of the iceberg, like, I might be very happy with that movie. Uh, DC has a director now for the Zatanna movie. Um, her name is Emerald Fennel. Um, so I'm sorry, she's writing the movie. She's not she's not directing the movie. Sorry. My fault. Um, but that's that's kind of cool. Happy that's getting some progress. Uh this was pretty cool. I think Jesse will like this. We now have a Doctor Fate in Black Adam, 
Yeah. Pierce Brosnan has been cast. Uh, you may remember him from his roles as 007 and Mrs. Doubtfire. I never saw Mrs. It, Doubtfire. No? No. What? Yeah, he's there's, there's a lot of like big movies like that I've just never seen. Wow. I saw but... like somebody recently said that they might find a way to release an R-rated cut of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Just use a whole bunch of Robin Williams outtakes and like and like put them in the movie. I was like, that would be wild. I know. Yeah, the, the direct I know this is way off topic, but yeah, Chris, really Chris Chris Columbus, the director, essentially said that he would never do an arc an R cut of it, but what he would do is a documentary of making Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire uh, and, and include like a ton of footage of like what they would have put in the R cut. Oh yeah. So I, it, I'd watch know, that. That would be awesome. That movie's pretty funny. If, I mean, it's probably super dated. Oh yeah, of course. But it's Robin Williams. So yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, the but message timeless. the message is there and it's yeah. it's it's pretty timeless. And uh yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a goofy movie though. It's kind of depressing, actually. Oh, it's definitely depressing. It's but it's a little it's uplifting as well. A little bit. Yeah. But it anyway. comes around in the end. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually a little surprised that they're bringing Dr. Fate into this. Like I don't know, it just feels like he's not that well known of a character so well justice society he has his strong ties to justice society so. i guess but I just, I just feel like uh if they're trying to get back into like kind of their audience's good graces and like actually do something right for once um i don't know if dr fate was the most obvious choice but I, i'm here for it yeah, <laughs> so look you get a magician you get another magician yeah i yeah. think you're you're quite happy with that yeah i'm fine <laughs> i I, I I've always thought like oh especially since Young Justice I've always thought of Doctor Fate as like one of the most interesting characters because someone essentially gives up their life to yeah. to for somebody else you know for the greater good mm-hmm. and I I think that is like you know if if one thing above else that appeals to people about superheroes and it's like it's like uh, a struggle you can connect with and it's like giving up yourself for like a greater good. And so, I, don't, I don't think there's like a bigger personification of that than so, this. So two things for me. I, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Pierce Brosnan lately, but he looks like exactly like he should to to portray um, Dr. Fate. Uh, Kent. Oh, yeah. Kent. Um, I can't remember his name. It's whatever. Fucking flip me out. Whatever. I, I know. I just lost some, some fucking nerdy cred points. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> but but two like i feel like you're you're exactly right sam like that wild ass story of of sacrificing yourself um you know it, it it'll it'll connect a different way uh for for some people i think it'll be great if they do it right mm-hmm. okay moving on Ken, kent nelson kent nelson i thought so i i thought almost went the other way with the name nelson kent but i knew that was wrong uh ron livingston has uh replaced billy crudup in uh the flash as uh henry allen mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of weird because you know we just saw henry allen in the justice league movie it's gonna fuck my brain a little bit but i'll forget about it by the time it comes out because it's never coming out hopefully <laughs> uh shazam has a a new villain in helen mirren I know. I saw that. I'm like, excuse me, who? She's playing, Seriously? She's playing Hespera, uh, a daughter of Atlas. Uh, look, it's freaking Helen Mirren, bro. Okay. Like, again, this timeline is so blessed. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of shitty things, but this is amazing. 
I think, and I think it's really cool too that we're seeing like a bunch of seasoned actors and actresses. I love um, it. You know, at kind of like near the end of their craft here. Um, also being in these huge movies with new and upcoming people. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's just such an invaluable thing to pass on to others, you know, in your craft, uh, which is only going to benefit us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like We're just going to selfishly. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're just seeing these people come up with like all these awesome, awesome actors and actresses, and we're going to reap the benefits for years to come. All right. Uh, this is a whole bunch of Zack Snyder stuff here. So Word. just buckle up. So Zack Snyder says he was the only one telling WB not to copy Marvel. We all knew that. And I think that is evident in his, his storytelling here. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, he also revealed his uh, original Justice League 2 plans, uh, including the final, final battle. Uh, this is a direct quote from Mr. Zack Snyder. He said, it's the fall of Earth. With Superman succumbs to the anti-life equation and then sending flashback in time to change one element so that it doesn't happen. And then he says, and then the big battle where we beat Darkseid. When Darkseid comes to Earth in the movie, you'll never see the armies of Earth all unite again as they did before. This time there'll be aircraft carriers and space forces guys and all the armies of the world would come together as well as Atlanteans rising out of the ocean Devastarians coming off their island. That was our big finale, but it's a long drum roll and guitar solo to get there. So it took me until halfway through that to remember. Yeah, that, that was your now direct quote voice. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it was real long. It's a long quote. I was looking at it and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be terrible." And then it's, he... it's, it's almost like it's almost like Yoda mixed with like Al Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, do you believe in miracles yes okay <laughs> and that's like an old frank kelly and no jit but uh, no it's great uh and then he hinted at the possibility of justice league 2 um after the success of this movie where he he said and i quote i think that the sequel would have more of a likely scenario than what just happened so i guess in the face of that i say who knows what the future holds uh <laughs> And Fozzie. <laughs> waka waka. You have to say waka waka at the waka, end of the quote. Let's not get sued here. Uh, so he actually pitched Warner Brothers as well in Adam film, um, starring Ryan Choi, who was featured in the Snyder Cut. Uh, I had been pitching the Warners to do an Adam movie with him in China, like a Chinese cast superhero movie. That was my goal. Waka Waka. <laughs> uh, this is painful. Uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, maybe I should save that because that's kind of a, a spoilery type thing yeah i'll save that i'll save that we just talked about this in the live show with the what's your spaghetti policy podcast uh if, if you haven't watched that um my god just go watch that that entire show if you think we go off the rails totally, <laughs> jesus christ i was sweating i was laughing so hard yeah dude my my face hurt for the rest of the night because i was laughing so hard uh, staplers but <laughs> i'll never look at staplers the same uh, so the the Snyder cut is actually ten percent slow motion footage, which is unbelievable. A <laughs> it's a lot. It's a four hour movie, you guys. It would it would have been two hours. Yeah, yeah. 
just to me. And I believe as of today, there's a all black and white version of Justice League on HBO Max. Really? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know why. Well, to be fair, the movie's already pretty grayscale, so I don't know why. Well, remember, we did did with Logan, too, back in the day, like, you know. Yeah, but Logan makes more sense. I suppose. Uh, Ava DuVernay's Naomi has found its lead in Casey Walfall for the the CW's uh, DC TV series, Naomi. Uh, So that's kind of cool. Moving on to MCU and their TV stuff. Endgame is no longer the top global box office movie of all time that has swung back to Avatar. Also, why the fuck is Avatar in in theaters? Because they (laughs) wanted to get that spot back. I mean, I'm not mad, but it's just weird. Is it even like... It was only released in China because it was a massive market in China and people were going to go pay money for it. (laughs) I suppose. I I don't know that. Anyway, this is not not Avatar bashing. Uh, Black Widow is now slated to hit fears on July 9th as well as Disney Plus on the same day through the Premier Access platform. Jesus, that movie's been delayed over a year at this point. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We, We should have been going to see it in like a month and a half. Uh, Disney has also uh, delayed Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings to September 3rd. Um, so, yeah, everything's just getting pushed, which makes sure. sense. But there, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. So, boys getting vaccinated next week. Yay, yay! Um, <laughs> Martin Freeman uh, confirms that he will return as Everett K. Ross in Black Panther 2. Uh, like the only... He, he will be the token white guy in the movie. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, Kingsley Ben Adir, who starred in One Night in Miami, has uh, been added to the Secret Invasion series, starring Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel Motherfucking L. Jackson. Tom Holland has confirmed that Spider-Man Three has uh, wrapped filming. I'm sorry, it's it's No Way Home. Three is stupid. And finally, here Venom. Let There Be Connors has officially been de- delayed from June 25th to September 17th. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that much. Is it, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. All right. Uh, finally, here we have uh, video game news. So <laughs> Crystal Dynamics has reiterated that Marvel's Avengers will be supported for years to come. We'll see. Should it? <laughs> And uh, finally, uh, W Montreal says that they delayed the release of Gotham Knights until next year to give the team more time to deliver the best possible experience for players. I'm fine with that. Sure. Delay delay the game. Give me a good game. A great game. Like, you know, some people should have. And that's your news. Damn. Well, uh, (laughs) man, I, I feel like I say it every time, but there is just so much goddamn happening. And I'm very excited for a lot of it. Very nervous for some. And in the case of Venom, uh, I'm I'm very actually happy that we don't talk about it that much because I feel like Sony is just playing playing this game. Where we're like, well, all right, we see everybody pushing their movies like a few months and a few months, and it's infuriating. So we're just gonna like hold back until we're kind of pretty sure. And then we're going to let you know. And I, I appreciate that. What makes me curious is Morbius. I was supposed to say that we haven't heard about Morbius either. Because so. I thought Morbius was supposed to release before. It was. It, 
maybe we talked about it on another show i don't remember honest to god like after i'm done reading the news i'm i just push it straight out of my brain i think Morbius was supposed to release in like august and venom was october or something like that so they were pretty close but yeah i feel like they've just kind of pushed morbius off to the side and they're like yeah just, just don't worry about any of these right now we'll get to it at some point january 21st 2022 so next year which is which is fine you know theaters mm. will probably be back in in all their stuff yeah all right so, so uh i guess we should talk about the snyder cut now yeah yeah so folks uh if you if you haven't checked out the snyder cut you can do it right now on hbo max um watch it first then come back we'll see you in four hours yes uh you know it's as the guys previously stated it is both in black and white and in color uh so you know pick your version you know watch watch whatever one you want but yeah it man it is is a four-hour story it is it, It, it is exactly that all right, so I want to start by dropping the synopsis real quick. So, um, and I guess just heads up, there will be spoilers. So, yes, thank you, thank you, Jesse, because from here on, and <laughs> we're we're balls out, like mm-hmm. completely, like on a stapler. Yep, we're in cars. The, moving past the stapler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Zack Snyder's exclusive director's cut finds Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and the Flash protecting the planet from dreadful the dreadful intentions of steppenwolf decide and dark side so uh i was telling the guys beforehand i started i just went back to our last episode and checked in with our hopes and fears so uh one of the fears i didn't actually get to the hopes because uh time uh but one of the one of the fears was that the movie wouldn't live up to the hype jesse i think that was yours yep uh did it live up to the hype for you i mean it was certainly better than the original yeah um uh, i think like there was like this like god tier level hype that was there that i think it could never match that yeah but it was much better than the original so i'll I'll call that as a win (laughs) okay okay uh sam you had concerns about first of all the quality of the movie as well as any potential future for it so what how are you feeling so for the future of it i mean that's that's fucking done um (laughs) you know that's that's a cul-de-sac right there of a story um because warner brothers is making it so but as for the quality you know they they knocked it out of the park in my opinion i'm i'm not inclined to disagree um I don't know, man, because remember, these motherfuckers bullied the studio into releasing this. And like as soon like the day that the Snyder Cut like dropped a- around like midday, Restore the Snyderverse started trending on Twitter and it's been like tagged in like millions of posts. And it's like one of the most like tweeted about things. So I, I think it's possible. Yeah, to... well, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. But like, I I kind of want to see it where it goes from here. I like... actually have an idea, which I'll talk about in a little bit, uh, which I thought was, which like, it made me it made me think outside the box a little bit. Um, and then I was looking at CGI because I had look, I, I I had PTSD. I can't lie from watching like these these awful like 
chop jobs of CGI. Like, I feel like my five-year-old could do a better job given the time and the resources that they had. Uh, and I think it was good. I think it was good um, as, as a complete result. Now, I know, Sam, you want to talk about some special effects stuff. Um, I think it's probably the, the smartest place to do that. So, uh, I mean, one of the biggest things right out of the gate, uh, mustache gate. Um, oh, my God. You know, we, we didn't have to endure that again, uh, which, you know, was fantastic. But uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me um, in the Whedon cut, I'm going to I'm going to refer to it as the Whedon cut. Because mm-hmm. it's just confusing to say Justice League. Some some Justice people League. are calling it Justice League. Okay, well I'm not going to do that because nah. <laughs> I'm not going to anyway. So you have too uh, much respect for that. <laughs> um, so from the Whedon cut, one of the things that bothered me the most was the atmosphere of mm. of the entire movie. So like, uh, there was there was so much of it that was just like you you look at the sky and it's like why is it fucking orange you know like why it it just looked like a cheap like windows 98 like fucking background and then they put these like elaborate shots in front of it it had no dimension whatsoever and it just it didn't look good um and it, and it really bothered me. It just like really, really pulled me out of the movie. Um, and then the other thing was, you know, we had to look at Steppenwolf the entire time. And that was atrocious. Um, and now, like, looking at stuff after the fact, uh, now we know that they had this, you know, original design for Steppenwolf. And it's the one that we saw in the Snyder Cut. But because the studios thought it was too scary, they had to take it back and walk it back. I would they, argue that it was scarier in the theatrical release for because it the was Whedon so cut? ugly. Yes, <laughs> it was so well, ugly. It was like, oh, why am I looking at this? Well, so I, I think they did a rush job on redesigning a character that we had to look at the majority of the movie, Bruh. and it was awful. It really was. Um, bad. So there was there was a lot of stuff there, um, yeah. So I mean, th- those are the two big things because I mean, if you think about it, like the atmosphere is everything. It just it it can take you right out of the movie, and then the villain you have to look at almost the entire time was awful, and then Mustache Gate, uh, yeah, it was just bad. Which for for this, uh, I was watching with my wife, uh, and my wife. we um, and we my wife, and we immediately noticed like especially the scenes I'm talking about where it's like fucking orange in the sky. It's, it's like, uh, it's just fucking nighttime. Cause it, yeah. it's, it's the, it's the real world <laughs> and, so and, and, and it's nighttime right there, yeah. you know? Um, and that goes into like the coloring of the shots, like everything in the, in the Whedon cut, like it just, it looked bad because they were compensating for this shitty sh- scene mm-hmm. that they constructed now everything like the lighting looked correct because they had to correct all these things that Snyder shot, you know, for this specific lighting. And then they had to walk it back because they made a whole different atmosphere. So it looked unreal, you know, but now everything was, everything was cohesive. Everything was how it was originally planned, originally shot. They didn't have to do any workarounds. It just was what it was. 
And for that reason, you got pulled into it more, you know? So in terms of special effects, man, you know, like it's easy to say that it's, it's simple stuff that they fixed, but the simple stuff, I mean, if you don't have the basics down, it, it makes the complicated stuff look shitty. Yeah. And you know what? Like they added more between like Steppenwolf talking to Desaad and Darkseid, like, and that looked cool. Yeah. Like, and that, even that like opening scene, not the opening scene, but the one where they're talking about the past battle where they, where they drove Steppenwolf and Darkseid back. Mm -hmm. Like that looked better, right? Like it it just didn't look like ass. It it looked much better. Um, Yeah. Like when, when, when Darkseid, you know, hit the ground and created all those, you know, yeah, the, the fucking like, I don't know, earthquake and what of of lava you know on the mascara uh it it looked it looked incredible and all you know all the stuff with uh uh, desaad and and the mother boxes like Mm -hmm. it it all looked very very good um at at no point was i pulled out because of of the cgi and which is very easy to do to just do a crap job i actually looked at it and i was like this is very good like it's I'm just, happy they threw some money behind it. Yeah, it's it's a little more angering because it's another example of Warner could have been doing this the entire time, but they haven't. And, yeah. and can I be honest about something? Like people are like, oh, you're just mad because it's not Marvel. Like, no, I don't want it to be Marvel. I want it to be its own thing, stand on its own. Like I don't need quippy I'm, lines all the time. I'm mad because they're not putting in the effort to give yeah. it its identity. <laughs> And like now you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do in the future, which is a hot fucking mess. And it's it's like I just it's frustrating. It really, really is. Um, all right, so let's talk about some differences from the the weed inversion. Um, I think there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. Um, a little. <laughs> so I know you want to talk about cinematography, Sam. Um, I, I just. I actually just want to talk about the actual direction and the editing. Like they did so many reshoots on this movie and chopped this movie up so bad and then like rewrote it in like ways that it's just like, it's just not great. Right. Like, like going back and rewatching that movie, which I, which I did. So I was saying before we started (laughs) recording, I, I rewatched man of steel followed by the ultimate edition of BVS, followed by the theatrical release uh, of, of Justice League. You did this in one day? Uh, yes, I did Holy those three in fuck. one day. I, I, my, my, my family is gone, so I was just like, yeah, I'm uh, not doing anything, and uh, I'm just going to sit here and eat this food and shove my fat fucking face, and it's going to be great. That's amazing. So... I had actually had plans and I didn't, uh, I didn't <laughs> I didn't do anything. Uh, so like the, this is the day before the Snyder cut dropped. So I watched it all. I was like, I just want it all fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. And after I finished watching the Snyder cut, it was just like, Holy shit, man. Like Joss Whedon ruined this fucking movie. Like I was like, um, it's not like when I watched it, I was like, it's okay. I guess. And like watching it now, I'm just like, that's, dog shit movie bro like it's a complete dog shit movie yeah comparison um when when we left the theater i remember saying like it was a clip show you know it was like 
you you, you could it, it was almost incredible because you shouldn't be able to tell when something doesn't fit but it was it was so bad that oh, you that could that, that you could just tell what what was shot before and what was shot after and it's it was it was so sad because you could um so watching the snyder cut oh my god i mean you 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 watch these scenes that you just saw completely butchered before Mm -hmm. and you and you see them as they were supposed to be and it just like for for me like i just got so much joy out of watching them um it's it it was just such an incredible thing like which Um, which scenes did it for you like wow uh so even even something as simple as like when Bruce Wayne goes to find Aquaman, like that that to me was was such a, a simple thing, but there were more interaction like there were more interactions between him and Aquaman during that scene that kind of just fleshed out yeah. things for them yeah. personally, and then afterwards when him and Alfred were were in the plane, that dialogue was a little bit different. You know, mm-hmm. like it just every everything was more drawn out. They had more time to get the dialogue down, which the dialogue is everything. That's the story. Yeah, that's the fucking story. So if you cut if you cut the lines out, there's no story. And that's what it was before. You know, so that was just like a very simple example of it. But like right off the bat, I mean, that's the, that's the beginning of the movie in both instances, pretty much. And uh, that kind of sets the scene you know yeah um the other thing that like, really stuck out to me was the use of music throughout it was New wildly score. different like, Brand like new. not just score soundtrack as well because remember mm-hmm. like that scene where um uh he, he right right in the beginning there were as he like leaves um uh the the captain from the boat that he rescues yeah um, they usually pl- like in the theatrical version they played Icky Thump by the White Stripes. Yeah, they did not do that this time around, and they changed it. And I was like, "This is better." It doesn't feel like a like a like a trailer like ripped for a trailer moment. It was just like it felt more natural. Also, that came so like there was a whole Bruce Wayne finding Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Then there was some shit. I think the Wonder Woman and the bank scene came after that. Yep. In the Snyder Cut. And then after that is when we find Aquaman pulling the 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 dude out of the, the captain in the storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that entire thing was different. Like in, in the Whedon cut, he pulls the captain out of the out of the storm, comes up, and then he's there. You know, like it was just, it was it was different, you know. So I mean, yes. So the Snyder Cut is a narratively is a much better story. But my big sticking point is that it's because it had four hours to tell the story that it was a much better narrative story. If this was, if they had shot all this stuff and then Warner was like, okay, you need to cut this down to like two, maybe two and a half hours max so we can release it, you got to think, what would they have actually released? Would it still have made as much sense? It still would have been better than the original. But I just feel like people are like, oh, it was so much better because it had four fucking hours. Of course it was better. Yeah, I mean, I thought initially that it, it was going to be two hours, 
two two movies it was like basically cut in the middle and released a few months apart which is what i think i remember it was supposed to be but yeah no that's apparently not not it <laughs> like it's not it at all um yeah even like thinking here i'm like what could they have really cut with to not really lose too much of the story and like i can only think of like a small thing here and there but I hate to keep going back to this Marvel comparison, but I feel like they were trying to play catch up here and and not like being Marvel, but like establishing a universe and painting a picture and fleshing out characters without doing the the painstaking thing, which is everybody gets a movie, everybody maybe gets a sequel, and then we bring them all together. But I felt like this could have been the start of something incredible it could have based off the way that it it progresses and eventually ends and uh i'm a little disappointed that uh that didn't happen i'm hoping that warner changes their mind because i do want to see where this goes so, so what god are you sure yeah okay so there's there's a bigger question that i've been meaning to pose to you guys comic events don't happen in one issue these yeah. these these big things yeah you're right it's it's long form narratives it ha- it can happen over you know i don't know i'm gonna, i'm going to say at least like three issues i'm going to say is like an a good average for like a a big event you know mm-hmm. just one singular thing that's actually kind of short it's yeah like just just you know average bare minimum so do you think that these movies that are trying to emulate these events should they be cut to two hours you know because what you see over all these all these comics for these big events is this you know it's a story that is being told it's a lot of dialogue it's a lot of story building and you can't do that in two hours you you just can't so i you know bouncing off that point we do now have two examples of that so you have the Snyder cut and then yeah. you have uh infinity war endgame like you combine those two together that's one cohesive story that's about four or five hours long yeah so they've got a point there i mean it works better when you give it the time to really grow and yeah. explore all these details so yeah, I, should should they do it I or, so. or or should or should they adopt this this uh, to the to the platform that we now have you know i i think the big concern though is that they're trying to make these movies approachable to everyone so like if you made it literally just for those that are into the comics and stuff they expect to like have these stories stretch out for a while the average moviegoer won't they want their movie done in two hours two and a half hours and they want their full beginning middle end and that's it I think I think that's the case if you're do, if you're talking like a strict theatrical release. Yeah. But if people but if people can be at their houses and watch it, shit so, man. That's I, what I was I gonna think say. That's a different story. There are two things here that I wanted to bring up. One is that I saw on Twitter and I forget who said it, so I can't give you credit. I'm sorry. I know it's not my idea. But they suggested let the Snyderverse continue, but as an HBO Max exclusive. So you just give him all the time he wants all to give them the budget because you're going to make that money off of hbo max in general and you just let them tell that long-form story at, at like however it's going to be if it's a tv show uh, a, a a limited series i guess is the best way to say that 
because that's i mean you could view this movie as a limited series if you really really wanted to because it was six seven parts whatever so what if you just spread that out a little bit like you then get that long form narrative uh so that's that's one thing and the other thing for me was like what if you know they did what they were going to do in theaters right and then develop this movie or this the snyder vision whatever the snyderverse on hbo max and then what if you then did like a live action crisis in 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 the movies and then cross whatever universes that you wanted and then settle your vision afterwards like get somebody in charge who knows what they're doing who who has a vision if it's excellent or cool if it's not whatever but you pass that baton and go here are the keys to the car drive it as far as it takes you Hmm. I think it's one way to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, they're. It kind of falls in line with their their whole philosophy right now. With, you know, we have a whole mar- multiverse of characters that we're trying to pull from, and everybody has their own stories. So let's let's try and do everybody's story. You know, it's like, well, here's a way. <laughs> you 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 have a verse right here. You have the Snyder verse. That's pretty fucking established so why don't you let let them carry that torch and you you know give the keys to the car for for another verse to to what you think your vision of it is yeah you just and build then, it yeah and then yeah. just mash it all together and you you build you build a multiverse you know there there is no multiverse unless there is one and dc is <laughs> like, famous for the multiverse like yeah like yes marvel has one but like it's not as rich as dc's like utilize that play yeah. off of that have some fun with that like I, I just i just get frustrated with it all okay so i wanted to take some time to talk about the characters here mm-hmm. and how the story flowed for each of them as time went on well so so do you want to do you want to talk about how the story flowed in general or do you want and then get into how the characters yeah, we, can do that. we can do that okay so how did you guys feel about the story flow like it, like I said before, it was it was six six official parts with an epilogue, so seven. Um, how, what would you think about the story and and how it progressed? And I know again, it's like a four hour, two minute long movie. It is long. I am okay with that. So so, how did you guys feel? It made more sense <laughs> um, because I mean, it basically took the order of events from the original movie and stretched them out. So it was nice to like actually see all these parts fleshed out here and there. Um, and I, I think it flowed really nicely. However, they cut it now, how, whatever they took out from the original version and fixed from the original version, it seemed to flow really nicely for me. There were, there were things that got pulled and re and that were, that were clearly reshot yeah. that, that were less, avengers like the thing that thinks it sticks less sweetney yes so like that scene in the in the hangar where they're they're talking about bringing superman back to life yeah um remember that's that starts out as an argument and leads to diana pushing bruce because bruce is an asshole but in this that's not really the case they're all at least on the same page maybe not enthusiastically but they're all like, okay, yeah, we got to do this. If anything, like Aquaman was the one who was always like, let's. How about we? How about we don't? 
Like, you know, can we, can we think about this? Slow down, think about this for a second. Yeah, <laughs> like even up to like the fucking microsecond when when they did it. You but know, he, he never met this motherfucker. Like he was like, I don't know this guy at all. Yeah. What if he comes back different? And well, <laughs> so uh, so just to break down like the the sections of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one, don't count on it, Batman. Um, two, the Age of Heroes. Three. Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. Four, Change Machine. Five, All the King's Heroes, or Horses. And six, Something Darker. So, like, don't count on it, Batman. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that was, like, when you, when you watch the Whedon cut, it, it felt like, you know, cool. That, that was a line that was said. And there, there was really nothing else to it. Like, it didn't feel like Batman was trying to form a team in the Whedon cut. Yeah. But, but in this one, you know, like Aquaman says it, but there was more of a struggle for Batman that you saw. And then, you know, there, there was more of a formation that you saw come together for that entire part. You know, it was more of an effort to bring everybody together. It wasn't just by like, chance you know um and i i I think that was way more flushed out in this yeah yeah i agree yeah the line had much more significance it 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 just felt like most of those titles you know coming from actually some some actual events in the movie and events that held weight that drove the story forward like every one of those moments you're just like oh yeah okay this makes sense Yep. And so so going into like the age of heroes, you know, it's it's almost like oh yeah. That was all like backstory where yeah we find out like all that stuff about dark side and you know the anti-life equation and then the the worlds of, of men and, and gods and uh <laughs> freaking lanterns yeah. uh, which is awesome. Uh, I also found it interesting that like in the opening uh credits to the movie like David Thewlis like got like one of the top build uh like spots and he was in it for like a minute or two. <laughs> <laughs> like why? Okay. Yeah, and you know, so it's 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 also like a, a pretty pretty great part because you see almost like the hero like the hero is being formed you know, into yeah. like the people that you almost want them to be. And they're almost like more relatable because they are not the hero that, you know, yeah. you know, it's like seeing, seeing cyborg in his like supreme struggles to be like, what the f- actual fuck am I, you know, what am I supposed to do here? You know? And you, and you see these little glimpses into his life, like, you know, as simple as something like he's standing on a, on a street corner and he gives like that one woman like a hundred thousand dollars, you know, yeah. from, you know, in the ATM. It's like you you can see that he's like clearly a great person, and always has been. But you know, this thing is just overwhelming, and you know, we can all connect with that. Um, and then same thing with like Barry too, which you know, those scenes weren't really changed that much for Barry um unfortunately like meeting meeting bruce wayne but uh we'll we'll get to this later i i have a few hot takes of my own on the on the flash 
um, for for Snyder Cut. But you know, I I I just thought you know, Age of Heroes, great title for for seeing everything come together. Even like Diana too, um, her her whole like paradigm shift. Um, it's just, I I thought I thought it was great. Um, any anything else to add for part two? No. So for part three, beloved mother, beloved son, um, you know, obviously, <laughs> uh, what do, what do you think this part's about? Um, actually, that could it could go several ways. Yeah. Right. Right. So that was it was clearly about, um, about cyborg and his mom, and it like so cyborg is really central to the story, which we'll talk about when we get to the characters, but um. It could also like there was a lot of stuff in there about Martha Kent and Clark, if I remember correctly. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff there. Um, that's the whole. That's the whole part where the resurrection happens for uh, Superman. So I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There, no, maybe that's in Change Machine. No, I. So I, I do. I do have a list of the parts here, okay. and kind of, and kind of like just a, a bullet point, like this is what happens in this okay part. okay so yeah. yeah so yeah there's there's a lot of references in in there um between about the two um uh, different mother and son relationships which i think mm-hmm. is great uh, i think it's really cool to to have that spotlighted because you don't often think about these heroes and their relationship with their with their parents and how they how they factor in in some of them um so yeah yeah that's good so uh so going into uh part four change machine so this is <laughs> pretty much like every, every everybody focusing on the mother boxes like how 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 they're all coming together steppenwolf is pretty much like he has two out of three boxes and um this is like a big part for the flash too you know, uh, see, see, really seeing what he can do. Um, what, so what did you guys think? And this is kind of like now, now we're kind of like delving into, to character arcs. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say hold off on that. Cause like, okay. I think we should, we should do that. Okay. Justice. So uh, see what I did there. <laughs> um, so, I mean, should, should we just go kind of, kind of past this or yeah just just wrong wrong okay all right so then we have all the king's horses um which is pretty much like for the four horsemen of the apocalypse um and you and you kind of see what has been going on there with steppenwolf Mm -hmm. um and why he's doing what he's doing and that kind of goes into one of my um one of my fears for for the Snyder cut. And that was to have the villains intentions realized. Yeah. You know, cause we're, we're always talking about like, well, the villain should have, you know, a be a better, a better actor than the hero, yep. which I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the case here, but um, you know, B the, the story needs to be realized. Like why, why is he being a little shit? Essentially? I'm just angry. Yeah, I'm here to break stuff. Yeah, wait, what? So, um, you know, what what did you guys think about Steppenwolf's backstory? 
I mean, it gave him more emotional depth. It gave us a reason, an understanding as to why he's doing it more than because what the original cut basically said was like, oh, he's just here to kind of lay the groundwork for Darkseid. That that's about it. But like this one actually gave him more of a, like a, oh, he's falling out of Darkseid's graces. He wants to get back into like his good side. He doesn't want to disappoint him, and like he wants to like be his right hand man and stuff. It's like it just gave him more motivations and. I thought it was nice to actually like see a reason for him to do this shit. Yeah. I, I, you know, knowing what I know about Jack Kirby's fourth world and Steppenwolf and Orion and dark side and high father and all that kind of shit. Like that's what I kind of get excited for with that Ava DuVernay movie. Um, Like, like if they reuse some of this stuff and kind of, I don't know, keep it going like make it feel like it's part of the rest of this universe like re reutilizing steppenwolf and decide and dark side and fleshing out the rest of that that area of the cosmos will feel better and i feel like this movie did a lot of the heavy lifting of establishing steppenwolf and and everybody around him to maybe make the rest of that movie make a little more sense yeah if, if it gets there, I don't know. Yeah, if it gets there. <laughs> and then, you know, part six, uh, something darker. So that's, you know, everything comes to a head. And I, I feel like that's that's one of the things that was rushed into. And the whole, I, I feel like that was the biggest, like, atmospheric pullback for me. You know, that was like the orange skies and like, but why? And then you have the flash like running people out of like the town oh yeah 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 like i I just didn't understand that in the like why are people living there a yeah (laughs) like like i was thinking about that while i was watching it and and, like thinking about the weed and cut it was like like he just he took so much story out and then put in this family that it didn't make sense to have in there just just for them to save later, but then never really impact the story. Like, like I didn't need that. Like, I didn't need that at all. Yeah. It was kind of a waste of film, in my opinion. Yeah. And then, you know, so all the while, you have all these stories that, you know, it's like of, of the events flowed super well, right, from part to part, and everything made sense. But kind of like inter- intertwined with all that you have all these heroes and everybody's individual story and they all they all lined up super well and not only that but they all had in in my opinion like uh, a very a very well devoted time to each story and and cut very well so you know it wasn't just like wait, why are they, why are they showing me this? Like right now after this, you know, it one after another, like one scene flowed from the next seamlessly. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was four hours of, of story and that's, that's like, that's super hard to do. Like, you know, maybe for two hours you could, you could cut some stories together and make it, make it flow from one to the next, but over four hours. I mean, that's, that's a lot of story to tell. Well, I mean, there's a lot of characters to juggle. Yeah, but you know, they—they they, it could have just been like a jumbled mess. Like, hey, here's Wonder Woman, and then bam, here's a lot of Superman. But wait, there's also Batman. 
which you didn't see until about you know you haven't seen for an hour you oh, know wait, but so you but mean every- the original cut yeah exactly but like every, but everything everything had its time and everything had its place and it lined up perfectly over four hours yeah that's impressive you know so who what what character would would you guys want want to start with so i wanted to start with the flash okay uh i know it's jesse's favorite least favorite uh yet one of his favorite characters and to me i think like the the person who had the most uh redemption to to earn uh so jesse i'm gonna let you just go ahead oh god (laughs) i i had such high hopes that they were gonna fix that i was really really hoping that the weird quirky nature that they gave him was all whedon and that snyder would just like come in and save that but nope they just doubled down on it (laughs) oh lord he just they still just fundamentally misunderstand this character like there's just no other way around it they they, i i can't even pour words it it hurts um like so i i did like that whole scene where um barry is has to like save iris from that car crash like it was a pretty cool scene pointless though very pointless to to quote Alex uh, that you guys met last night, uh, it's a little rapey. <laughs> like it's it's kind of super creepy. Like as it you're watching it, he's just like he's like, "Hey, I'm just gonna touch your hair. I'm moving so fast you can't feel it. I'm also gonna tuck your arms together, and then I'm gonna hold you and gently yeah. lay." I was like, "Whoa, bro, it's a little too far." Like it, I mean, it it is very creepy the, the actual like visuals are pretty cool yeah but... the visuals are great i have um, no problem with the visuals in this but movie. the actual content uh, is... <laughs> like if, if i had to cut anything for the movie uh, that scene would be it um like i don't understand what like why they made him the way they made him right? i still don't i don't i don't understand that he is not supposed to be this really like weird reclusive like socially awkward yeah no it's not supposed to be that he's supposed to be this cocky somewhat arrogant but lovable dork optimistic yeah yeah Yeah. he's supposed to be a super nerd and like i didn't get that like like the thing that also makes me a little frustrated about barry is like he's smart right he's very smart like a goddamn forensic scientist yeah like smart he should have like i don't know like i just don't like that he's not as brilliant as he should have been i suppose sam what were your what were your thoughts on uh on the flash so i thought that the flash was one of like the standouts from this movie i mean he was sent up for me too but for a different reason <laughs> uh and for and for a, a good reason i i thought in the whedon cut you know, say what you will about like the the personal traits of the character, like what you, what you would expect, and you know, kind of what <laughs> what you should expect, right? Like you you know this character, you you know Barry Allen, right? But I feel like when Zack Snyder does a movie, there's there there needs to be an expectation that he he's going to change some shit. And it's going to be grounded in the reality 
of that film. So like, you know, you you have this this kid who pretty much like, uh, I guess according to this movie, because he doesn't know Iris West, you know, no. he, I, he it, it kind of seems like he he raised himself in a way. You know what I mean? It's so like he he really had no support system. So how would how would he be ahead in a career? You know, as as brilliant as he is, um, you know, he's been focusing on his dad the entire time, trying to trying to figure out what the what the hell he is. You know, what I mean, um, so I, I feel like all of his time goes into that, and that's that's what I took from it. Um, and like, and, I don't I don't mind that. I yeah. don't mind if they make the character like that. I just don't understand why the social awkwardness. Like, sure, you, you can but, make him like that self-starter type of person, but you don't have to make him like that. But yeah, sure. that kind of feels yeah. like a disservice to the character a little bit. Maybe, but you know what I thought was a real disservice to the character was the Whedon cut, and they showed him just being a fumbling idiot. Yeah, who, who oh, didn't absolutely. Know, who, oh, yeah, didn't, no. who didn't know shit. However, in the Snyder cut, what you get is a flash who you know sure very not confident you know in in his abilities and like the grand scheme of things but but you see he fucking goes back in time you know on a whim he's like shit's going down i think i can do this and i need to do this now and he goes back in time to and he changes the entire story you know, that's that's the flash right there. Taking so, a, taking a fucking chance and, and going for it. And that's, I will say you know, I will say that I think that they didn't understand Barry very well, but they understood the flash like that's fair. He, he did have big hero moments like that, yes. that moment you're talking about, Sam, like that's a massive hero moment. Like when he when he trips and he's he's desperately hurt and he's like trying to let everybody know it was like oh yeah yeah just need a moment just need a moment and he's like and he's talking to himself like heal 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 like that's that's a hero moment like that's who the flash is supposed to be mm-hmm. he's supposed to try and prevail no matter the situation and then goes back in time that's badass but like they they just you know there's there's a bit of the flash in Barry and there's a bit of Barry in the flash, if that makes sense. Right. Even though they're the same person, they're different personas. Yeah. So like that's, that to me is where I feel disservice done as a flash fan, despite the fact that he has these big hero moments. Um, <laughs> there's some, uh, some dark comedy with him and cyborg uh, as they're diving, digging up oh uh, Superman, yeah. like no, you can just do this in like a nanosecond right and honest to god like as i was watching the weeding cut i was like yeah why don't you guys just just do this like like you could just make your hand a, a shovel and just you know just get all this shit out and barry could have been done this and moved everything like four times over like what, what are we doing why are we wasting this time but yeah yeah I mean, he had his moments. He had his moments. He was absolutely better, like at least above where he was. He was a lot better than the original. He just still wasn't quite there. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know, man. No, it, but it's it's a it's a different iteration of the character. I understand, and, and you know, there was a plan to progress. 
you Which know, we'll like, never get to see <laughs> this. This wasn't the final form of the character. You know, no. there there has to be room for growth. Fool, you know? I haven't even reached my ultimate form. Exactly. Like if you if you were to watch the first Justice League and you were to see Flash as you know him as Barry Allen, the Flash, what you know, other other than the story, what personal growth is there over a three movie span, let alone some solo outings? Like I think part of it is just I'm still kind of biased against Ezra Miller. Yeah, like, I, I just not. He as a person is not that great. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I try. I try and put art past past the um tough pa- past the person, which is incredibly incredibly difficult. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know I gave I gave the character a ton of shit for the Whedon cut, and rightfully so. But you know. I, I think for this one, I, I see where it was going. I see the potential for growth. And I mean, goddamn, it, 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 it's going to be amazing, especially if they if they go with it into the, the solo outing for The Flash, which they're still playing on doing, obviously. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of potential for that movie to be like, shit, we got Barry Allen, The Flash. In this I movie. hope so. You I, know? Like, I, I, I remain optimistic. But I'm also pragmatic enough to understand that sometimes people just don't 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 hit the mark. Uh, moving yeah. on, I wanted to hit Aquaman next. Uh, my friend Rob and I were texting day of because we'd started watching about the same time, but <clears throat> he got distracted because work. Uh, but uh, he was like, "It's like, man, I'm just not a fan of seeing all this Aquaman. We get it; he's sexy." You don't have to just keep shoving in our faces. I mean, yes, you do. <laughs> I agree, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, but he, to me, I feel like his character arc was so different in this movie compared to the Weeding Cut. Like, like he's more gruff, uh, rough around the edges, doesn't really want to play with others. And I think that makes him cooler almost like it was it was i want to do him more yeah yeah that might be accurate i like i wonder if like the solo movies like how they portrayed him in his movie kind of played into a little bit of that because i feel like he they got him a little bit closer to that mark yeah they they course corrected him a bit more it was more more jason momoa i suppose because like it was more that guy's natural charisma on display um and also like i i feel like there's an awesome scene in there with with the flash during that superman scene where they resurrect him and uh they like flat like superman moves and he flash runs into aquaman and as they get they get up aquaman just looks at him and points he's like i'm gonna fucking kill you yeah. basically on his face and then flash is like i'm so sorry yeah i'm so sorry <laughs> and i was like yeah that's great that's perfect like because remember aquaman is the guy that doesn't necessarily want to be on the team mm-hmm. yeah like his interests do not necessarily lie with what happens on the surface like he just doesn't he's he's almost aloof about certain things and i, I like that so i had a big question does aquaman take place before justice league or after supposed to be after yeah i think it's supposed to be after which really yes so so. (laughs) So, because they messed up yeah big time because in aqua in in aquaman you see um 
you know, Jason Momoa, he goes and he and he finds uh, King Triton's trident in the nexus of the universe in the fucking middle of, of, yeah. of Earth. Right now in the, in Justice League, you see him just fucking chilling there. He's like, man, wish I could rub my dick against his trident. No, no, no. That's his mom's trident. That, yeah, that's his mom's. Not. But wait, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. It looks like the same damn place. It 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 kind of does, yeah. I don't disagree with you there. <laughs> it, it was very confusing. Like, like I, I, I'm looking at I'm looking at Christina. I'm like, isn't this the, what? And then and then also to to your point, uh, we were like, but if it's his mom's trident, doesn't uh, what's his fuck uh, Willem Dafoe have it and gives it to him? Or, yeah. Or, so so look, I think what happened is. They realized that the Snyder cut, the Snyder cut wasn't happening. The Whedon cut was what people were going to see before they saw Aquaman. Yeah, and they adjusted Aquaman to make sense with the Whedon cut. Yeah, because they thought the Snyder cut was ever never going to see the light of day. So they're like, "This is not going to make sense if they just snip all this other shit out of the movie." So and it didn't make sense. No. <laughs> Two things with Aquaman that didn't make sense to me. One, I don't think the studio understands what a trident is. It's supposed to have three, three, not five. Oh, <laughs> um, a quintet. Uh, and two, when did Mara have a British accent? She yeah. just she just starts speaking in British accent. I'm like, wait, that that wasn't what? Don't do this to me. What? Yeah. Again, also, you're not part of this anymore. So go. <laughs> and I love how her hair gets more neon red between Justice League and Aquaman. I'm like, do, you, well, do they have hair dye at the bottom of the ocean? Or I guess. I guess. <laughs> Look, it's 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 a it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. <laughs> um. Anything else you guys want to hit with Aquaman before I move on? I think other than hit him, no. Hey, we all would. Uh. <laughs> so speaking of hitting. Uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Wow. Uh, what did you guys think about her arc overall? Like, because I think the thing that I, I almost want to say that I miss from the weed and cut is how Bruce kind of dares her to step up and be more of a leader. Yeah. It, because, I mean, she has literally been around for like a hundred years and like, did nothing well next to nothing i felt like that was almost a valid point and i loved seeing her take charge you know i the the intentions are massively different for wonder woman in this movie yeah so so like but i said almost the 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 way that they set it up though was kind of comedic to me Mm -hmm. so you know you have um what's it queen hip hip Hippolyta. Yeah. Uh she she shoots the arrow to um uh fuck Athena, right? It's and it's Athena's arrow? Artemis's arrow. Art- Artemis's arrow, yeah. Yeah. So something I know it's the Greek gods. <laughs> so so she shoots the arrow, Wonder Woman finds it, and it's like, hey, maybe I go downstairs here. And uh maybe I put this arrow here. And maybe I find this room that has everything i need to know laid out here oh my god here's a picture who's this dark side 
gasp. And it like, you know, then she's super like, convenient. Yeah, yeah. You know, then she's like, well, we're fucked. And uh, here's my intention. This man on on the wall right here who I don't want to be here. <laughs> and uh, that's 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 her whole reasoning for for getting the band together with Bruce. She's like, no, war is already here. You know, yeah. people like Themyscira is done. <laughs> and well, she she also uniquely knows the story yeah right yeah, she like, does. so so that that's actually kind of important to everything else but how we get there is i agree a little silly yeah but you know in in this movie she doesn't have to be goaded into yeah you know into a leadership role it's like her her history becomes realized and you know the history of her planet becomes realized to her so that's that's her intention to step up to the plate. Yeah. You know, not just like a, a personal stake or, you know, like a almost like a dare. Uh my uh one of the things I, I, I do love is the uh the meme where <laughs> she's this little girl's like, I wanna be like you when I grow up. And she leans down and says, You can be anything you want to be. And I was like, that's a really Except sweet premise as as a as a parent. But then there's one that's like, I want to be like you when I grow up. She's like, No, I'm a god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is accurate. No, I I think her her arc is is okay in the movie. Like, you know, she I think she realizes that she can do more and embraces doing more. Um as as the movie goes on but like i feel like she was almost like kind of a disappointment because i feel like there just wasn't as much diana as there could have been yeah you know there there wasn't as much to show her personality but they did show more to her strength which i thought was cool yeah um you know obviously this this was a more gruesome cut of the movie you know more you you have a god uh against humans mm-hmm. uh, especially in that like bank heist scene yeah um I which mean, was she, very different by the way yep um she fucking she's throwing motherfuckers to the wall and their heads are exploding in mm-hmm. gushes of blood that's what's gonna happen fuck you, you know <laughs> like don't try and blow people up um <laughs> or else i'm gonna throw you against the wall <laughs> So, like at that, at that you were trying to murder children like oh, i'm sorry you can die like <laughs> like i have i have issues with batman being a murderer but wonder woman i'm just like yeah kill as many motherfuckers that, that, that's as you in want. her nature she's she's a born warrior like <laughs> literally walks around with a sword like i don't expect you to walk away <laughs> happy and and drinking tea after uh, a demigod comes after you with a sword like you should you should be in pieces <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I I think there was there was more to her strengths than like her personality maybe uh, in this movie which you know obvi- even though we had four hours there's just so much story you can tell. So the thing know. that did stick out to me about Wonder Woman is that in this alternate future or whatever she's dead. Yeah, y'all remember that little flash of mm-hmm. her like on a funeral pyre? Oh with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coins? yeah. Yeah. So, um, first of all, who who does that? Because not very many things more powerful than she is uh, on this planet, <laughs> except for maybe um, Dark Side. <laughs> except for Dark Side, yeah. So, like, I'm curious about how that whole thing would have gone down. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, 
the Dark Knight, Batman. Okay. Uh, what do you think about his his arc throughout the movie, Jess? I mean, to me, it seemed more or less the same. Like, and that was it's fine. I mean, like he sought to go get everyone together, made more sense with his motivations this time, and mm-hmm. actual like, oh no, we're not going to do this. And he's like, right, fine, whatever. I'll go find someone else. And like, it, it made more sense. But I, I mean, there's not much really much to say. Like, it was good. It was like more the Batman I was kind of expecting. Yeah. Um, I thought that he served as like the engine for the movie for the most part. Yeah. Like he, like he, yeah, he did drive everything together, but he's also the one like we are not prepared enough at all for anything. And like these flashes that he keeps having. Uh, of you know a grim future and he's just like it's putting him on edge and he's like we're not doing enough we have to do more which eventually leads him to that whole okay yeah am i gonna say it or somebody else gonna say it and like yeah we have to bring back superman because we are woefully unprepared and that's what they tried to do in the original movie it's just things so much got cut that it all just kind of like random happenstance led to that instead and yeah so so one big thing i think that was different from the whedon cut was i i actually think they dramatically changed batman's personality how so so oh he doesn't smile we don't see his goddamn teeth (laughs) that this should never happen that and you know like i was saying before like you know they had that the interaction with with alfred after he goes to find aquaman for the first time right like you see this story being built for batman where usually everything is based on logic right and Mm -hmm. he 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 sees the possibilities and he's like well this is the one that we should be going for but throughout the entire movie and it kind of kept getting you know poked at us like you know via alfred um he he says even like flat out at one point you are not you you're you're not operating in the same mindset that you usually do which is logic you're you are acting on faith right now and and you know he even says like faith alfred i have faith at one point as as they they load up to roll off to russia or whatever that place was exactly and you know even even before that he's like it's when it's when it's this cape you know this is this is the one that you you go for you know and yeah it's just totally not like the batman that you know you know it's like batman's not supposed to be hopeful like in a way you know you're so you're not supposed to see the hope in him he's supposed to be the hope yeah um and that dynamic was changed dramatically it's and, and even for me like even though this batman served the story well um i it just wasn't the batman that i i connected with personally and you know it it was just a very different character for me so i actually between the ultimate cut of bvs and this movie really enjoy batman's arc because he is a brutal bruiser who will kill you in bvs and in this movie he's like okay, I need to be doing a better job. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not 
you know, Superman was important and he's dead and that's, and that's my fault. Like that's, it's not completely his fault, but he's, he's owning enough of it, you know, even when it comes to the resurrection of Superman, he's like, I'm, I'm ready to trade my life for his, like, he, he just understands like, okay, like they need him. They don't need me. Um, and he, like, even after that, he, he's a different man altogether. Like, so he just, I feel, I feel like his arc just grew so much. I understand that there are people that don't like Ben Affleck, but I, I think he did a really nice job between these two movies as, as Batman. Yeah. And I mean, even, even in the Snyder cut, I, I mean, the, the Whedon cut, you know, I, I, I still was a fan of Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah. I, I, I think he did a, a fantastic job with the character. Uh, Jesse, you got anything on Batman? Anything else before I move on? Nah, I'm good. All right, cool. Uh, so uh, next up, we have Superman um, and his character arc here. I know, J- Jesse, how much you love Kryptonians. Just love them. Uh, so I'm actually kind of curious about your take on Superman in this movie. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. That's I mean... not a fuck it. I hate him. So no, it's no. progress. And I, I don't hate Superman. I just think he's boring. That's all. <laughs> um, but I, I, I still, I mean, he was fine. He was fine. The, um, they wrote him well. Like he was the Superman that you would expect. Uh, the Superman that we should have had all along. Um, and yeah, I, I just like how like when like he puts on the black suit and everything and comes into like the final fight he's just like oh no fuck this i ain't fucking around right now this shit's getting done and it's getting done right now Uh not impressed (laughs) yeah he's just like no you're you're done beats the shit lasers off steppenwolf's like horn Uh and just like no fuck you you're leaving now (laughs) he's like you thought there's no kryptonian (laughs) eat this dick (laughs) i love how i love how like as soon as superman enters the fight like you see the fear in steppenwolf's eyes he's like Uh oh shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm sorry sir i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry (laughs) and yeah you know that that was one of the things that was that that kind of like it was it was the catalyst for how I thought all the characters' pieces were put together throughout the four hours mm-hmm. because Superman was pretty few and far between. You know there there weren't that many scenes with him in it, and but but every every scene that he was in it, it was well placed, and it's like okay, well after this damn you know like it's almost like his his story drove everybody else's you know what i mean and it it was just a a very well put together story i don't think it's a story i think he inspired all of them to to do that i think like they in retrospect looked at superman and were like okay heroism is almost synonymous with this guy Mm-hmm. And we haven't been living up to it. Like Batman's like, my, my methods are too brutal. Wonder Woman's like, I haven't been out there. Even Aquaman's like, oh, well, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit jealous. He's like, it's not so great, but it's like, yeah, okay. It's very great. Right. And, and Flash, like Flash, like clearly looks up to him. He, he flat out said when he was digging up the grave, like, like Superman is my hero. Yeah. 
So I, I feel like uh, Superman like played a, a very large role. And I, I did also like how uh, this movie had direct callbacks to Man of Steel and BVS as the movie developed. Um, like, like after watching them both, like right before this movie, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's fucking amazing. Um, and like, I liked how, like they didn't shortchange him on his power. Like they yeah. were like, we needed a big gun and don't get me wrong. Diana and Arthur are both big guns, but there's no gun as big as Superman. And you can unleash that on an invading force. And they're not, you know, it's just not going to go well for them. They have to do something extreme in order to take him down, which they did. And then that immediately got reversed. So. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I I thought his his story was great, um, because it it really pushed the narrative forward. Yeah. Um, and they they didn't overuse him. You know, it was like you there because there has to be a struggle, and if you have Superman the entire time, there is no struggle. Yeah. You know, so it it was it was it was well well placed, and there were there very many moments where you didn't think, ah, well maybe maybe Superman's not coming back. You know, like even up to the like the the scene where he does, you know, like yep. Flash mishears when when the time when when's the start time to yep. to start running, you know, and he's like, all right, uh, you know what, fuck it, I'm going now, <laughs> you know, and he's and, he's late and actually reverses time, yeah, in that moment, like it it was, I thought that was super cool. Again, big hero moment. Yeah, um, so he he just like pushed pushed everybody else's narratives forward and i thought so, it was great so i do want to zoom back real quick to that story in news um because there's there's a moment in there where we get a moment with lois lane in her home where you see the pregnancy test thank you zach yes. snyder confirmed that lois lane is pregnant which confuses the shit out of me because how does alien why, how do alien pe- worry about penises it. and then like the the biology shouldn't like it's just and also she's drinking coffee every morning like come on lois lane exactly she's dropping off coffee to the officer she's irresponsible what's going on there you know what well, i mean I don't just because she has a pregnancy test and jack snyder says that she is pregnant doesn't mean that she actually knows that she's pregnant at that point true true okay fair. jesse okay fair uh <laughs> Uh, so while I'm speaking about Lois Lane, there's a moment in her grief where she is visited by one Martian goddamn Manhunter. Yeah, yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> I, I was I was good with it. I was good with it. I was I would have been happier if it actually was Martha. Like that would have made more sense. It it would have. They should that kept character. It. That character has been tied to Lois now for couple of movies so he's tied to her in man of steel mm-hmm. and then in bbs and that it just it just brings the whole thing full circle like to me that makes it better it, it it deepens that connection and having him know that something's up uh and then when he shows up at the end and talks to batman bruce's face like the entire time is just like the fuck did i just see <laughs> i mean he's aware of aliens he's fought aliens a literal green Martian was in front of him, and he was just like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which was supposed to be a green lantern. 
but uh, Warner Brothers made him take him out. Mm, no, I thought that I thought it was always supposed to be Marsh Manhunter. Yeah, I th- I thought the the Green Lantern thing was supposed to be where uh, Alfred's like, oh, he he said you would have showed up because I think in the original like thing there was like a little green hue to the reflection in his glasses. And people were like, oh, is that a Green Lantern? So uh, I I might I be know. wrong, but I'm fairly certain I read a Variety article a few days ago at Zack Snyder interview, and. It was about the end, like specifically that end scene. And he's like, yeah, it was supposed to be a Green Lantern. We shot it in my driveway. And um, but the studio made me change it to uh, Martian Manhunter because they said there will never be a Green Lantern, you know, spinoff movie. I don't want to put him in there. DC fucks up again, dude. Like, what are you doing? I could swear he always intended it to be Martian Manhunter. I thought because yeah. in the original cut, there was supposed to be Martian Manhunter. But they, they backed yeah. out. All right. So I wanted to talk about the character who I think changed the most and to me was the center of the movie, uh, Cyborg. Yeah. Like, I think, first of all, they owe Ray Fisher a massive apology. <laughs> like, this movie like uh it, it hurts to think about how how dirty they did cyborg in the original in the theatrical cut like i think i remember in my retrospective or maybe the original review that i did for the original cut he i literally call him just the deus ex machina machine because that's what he was he was yeah. there to just show up drive the plot forward and then be the final solution but in this one they actually gave him a full backstory they gave him a purpose a motivation you got to see his character development with his father and everything and like they gave him an actual character huge yeah like and like he had to deal with okay well i'm monstrous but i'm also still human like people were scared of him but it was like you know but he's like i can do so much more i can do so much as as you know his dad told him uh, like it was just it was just so his story was so much better. It was like, I just don't understand why you take that story out. Cause that was the emotional heart of the movie to me. And then you just took it all out to put that family in like Russia and for her, for no good reason. <laughs> and just make them like a, a foolish plot device, you know? Yeah. I, that, that, it, it, there, there's so many like tragic things about Cyborg, and they did such a fantastic job about fleshing out that story. I mean, he 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 saw his dad die like right in front of him. Yeah, you know, he's lost both parents like in in front of his eyes. Yeah, you know, that's that's awful. Um, and then to see like right before that though, you know, his him and his father have this like moment of mutual respect you know yeah, where yeah. they you know so like you know the justice league's breaking into uh what is it star star labs you know where superman yep. ship is and silas is like no this isn't this doesn't make sense why would there be a lockdown everybody was just you know pretty much they said just to be cleared fine. it yep yeah and then he sees his son with the justice league and he's like he nope, gives i was him- wrong I was wrong. He, he gives him that nod. And he's like, "Go, 
do do what you're supposed to do and it was at that moment where they kind of that was the moment you know Mm -hmm. uh and then right after that he dies it's just it's just heartbreaking to see this the story unfold and it, it really was like the heart of the heart of the movie and Sarborg is the heart of the movie. Um, no, he's the heart of the league. Like, yeah. the, like the way they, they trusted him to separate the mother boxes mm-hmm. and made him central to getting, getting the, uh, the troop carrier up in the air. Like he just does so much uh, and, and provides perspective. And he, and he grows so much through the movie because he starts out really standoffish Mm-hmm. doesn't really want to help anybody he's just an absolute hero as the movie develops so uh, i just think I, th- I think it's delightful how how he was written it was fantastic to see because i i was just so disappointed from from the whedon cut and yeah. it was i just i i knew there was so much more and he just really he, he made he made the fucking movie man and now i'm really disappointed that he's not going to be a part or at least Ray Fisher is not going to be a part of this whole thing moving forward because he won't work with, with uh, DC as long as Walter Hamada is in charge. And yeah. uh, that sucks. All yeah. right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. One last thing. That yep. moment when he, you know, the mother boxes all start to converge mm-hmm. and Barry's just too late. God damn, dude. Yeah. That was, that was some, that was some great acting on on his part i mean you you really felt that that moment he's like he's giving barry all the time that he could possibly give him and that's yep. that struggle is there you could see it in his face you could hear it in his voice and then all of a sudden you have barry come in you know with like had to reverse time you know but like just leading up to that moment it's one of those things where those are the things you you hope for in yeah. one of these in one of these movies all hope is lost you know oh, yeah because when that happened i was like did we just lose yeah like it, is this is this thing all completely gone gone sideways and mm-hmm. uh you know barry comes in and does his thing it's awesome just an amazing amazing character moment for both of them and i just didn't want to let that go all right uh so finally here i wanted to talk about the triumvirate of steppenwolf decide and dark side mm. Uh, first of all, I think Steppenwolf is way better in this movie. Like, oh my god, yeah. Like, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's just deeper. Um, but then the addition of Decide and Darkseid like made me so happy because it's like it's like that moment when we realize Thanos's work is is employed Loki, right? Like, like, like <laughs> just getting that little bit of of Darkseid is just massive and there's like parts during like like everything about dark side i loved like that battle scene early on where they're telling the story and the omega beams are like zipping around his body and hitting people like it was just badass from start to finish mm-hmm. uh, i just uh I'm, I'm very pleased with with what i got out of that and decide is just a a slimy dripping asshole and it's delightful i know that visual is not great but you know that's who he's supposed to be as a character um i and i i thought for especially for steppenwolf you you got so much emotion from that character yes that that you did not 
in the Whedon cut at all. I mean, you you have this moment with Steppenwolf where he's like, listen, I got one of the mother boxes and I, I have all, all these motherfuckers out trying to find two and three. And, you know, then decides like, well, that's great. Uh, even if even if you find all three of them, you still owe Darkseid 50,000 worlds. And and he just like, you know, there's this shot directly on Steppenwolf's face. And it's this moment of realization like. Uh, what what am I like? I don't I don't know how to feel about this because I know this is his end goal and I'm giving it to him on a silver platter, but he still wants this from me. And I don't think it's fair, but he's dark side. So I have to do this for him. And it's like, you see the sadness in his face, the, but then also the simultaneous ambition. And also the excitement when he realizes, Oh shit, the anti-life equation is here on this planet. Maybe I can get out of this and have my ambitions be realized. Yes. Yeah. There's just, and that, that has a lot to do with the CGI too. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> had they had they had the uh, the dudes who did Mustache Gate, you know, you you wouldn't have been able to see the the little inflections in in his facial ex- expressions. expressions. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but every everything was done brilliantly, and it was a huge moment because if you don't have those intentions fleshed out with your villain, it just doesn't make sense, and it doesn't have to fucking be in words. You, you just need to see it in their faces, and that's what they did, and they did it great. Yeah, you didn't win anything. You're just down. What's that? Uh, Jesse. Oh, he, yeah. He just kind of shrugged. He's like, yeah, you guys nailed it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that basically sums it all up. I mean, seeing a little bit of Dark Side was cool, and Seven Wolf was just a better character now. So... All right, uh, we're going to start to wrap things up here because uh, my, my laptop's very close to dead and I, I need to get some rest for work tomorrow. But uh, got some stuff from a couple of listeners here um, and other podcasts. So um, so <laughs> just can't get this out of the way. Janal says, I'm disappointed at the lack of booster no, gold in the movie. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> uh and then we got one from uh the geek peak podcast um so they asked about our thoughts on joker and whether or not we want more of this oh. version of jared leto i was uncomfortable with that joker i don't know what it good. was how he portrayed it i was just like is it a good uncomfortable no. or i don't i never want to see it again i don't want to see this again <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it was better than what we got in Suicide Squad, but it was just choose your next words carefully, Jesse. <laughs> I just didn't like it that much. <laughs> At all. Um, so what was there anything specific that you were just like not a fan of? Not really. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the way that he was like speaking or something that might have been it. Like just I don't know. Something about maybe his voice just was not sitting right with me i i honestly i think that emotional response is the right response like i feel like he sh- joker should be an unsettling character you shouldn't you shouldn't enjoy seeing him on screen right 
like when you see him, he should he should leave an impression that's like, oh, this guy's fucked up. Like, like it, it should it should make you just uncomfortable. I think that's the right response. So yeah, yeah, good. Uh, what were you gonna say, Sam? Uh, his voice specifically, I I actually heard less of him trying to be like, uh, I don't I the joker that he was trying to be in suicide squad and i and i talking about that movie (laughs) and i heard more of jared leto's voice in this joker Mm -hmm. which which i actually really enjoyed you know it was almost Mm -hmm. like he was going back and forth from being like fucked up and like having like little moments of clarity you know like spitting little little things at batman where he was like you know motherfuckers like making a little bit of sense you know uh even though it's even though it's like super fucked up but you know if you if you go too over top with the character it it pulls it pulls you out and then it also with like the people who are supposed to be acting according to what you're doing it pulls them out of their performance yeah and and by him not going too over the top i think it really was not only great for the joker but great for that interaction between him and ben affleck yeah um yeah so yeah it was That's it was a, it was a very interesting scene <laughs> and I, one that i would have loved to see more of i would say it was very short so it's it's still we still have very little time with the joker so it's hard to really get a good grasp yeah so i think i fall on the the side of i want to see more of it just yeah. because like i i get really curious about what that full interaction would look like like not that i need another batman joker movie but like i'm curious to see how that how disturbed and topsy-turvy that relationship is it's not it's not a good relationship to begin with but um i feel like it's it it has real potential to be something dark and disturbing also knowing that he's killed a robin makes it makes it huge and I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but all those police badges that he had on his chest, like, did he kill a bunch of police officers to get yeah. those? Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's that's dark, man. Like, give me a little more of that. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap up here with our scores and our overall final thoughts on the movie. Jesse, you start. What are we scoring out of? Five. We'll keep it out of five. I'd give it like a four and a half. Like, I know that I may have overscored the original one during our original. We all did. But, but, um, this was a really solid movie. It had a great narrative behind it. Even if it was four goddamn hours long, it was a great, solid, cohesive story that actually let a lot of these characters flesh, be fleshed out more. So I really enjoyed it. Sam. Yeah, uh, four and a half out of five. It's okay. it was my miles ahead of what it was. Um, the narrative was was perfect. They really indulged um, <laughs> in in fleshing out the story because they knew the time that they had, and in my opinion, it's the appropriate time to do something like this. It shouldn't be shoehorned into two hours. Yeah. Um, and the cinematography, holy shit. Yeah, much much better. Fully agree. But special effects, my God, um, ugh, where where it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, say more. Keep going. You are a roll, baby. 
and take that uh, train, park it in the station. <laughs> and and I think the uh, the performances by everybody um, was extremely fitting. Uh, every every everything made sense. There were and especially like going to the flash parts too. Uh, there were parts where in the Whedon cut, I cringed at you know the way Ezra Miller portrayed the character. And, you know, even though they were the same lines in the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut, I was like, well, you know what? That makes sense here. And I don't and I and I didn't cringe at those lines, even though I was like fully expecting it, you know, because they're literally like duplicate scenes. And I'm like, yeah. ready for it, ready for it. And I was like, wait, <sighs> no, actually, fuck, you know, this really sucks for him. Um, so I, I think the acting was on point because it was the way it was supposed to be. I, it, it was it was a great it was a great greatly told story yeah um i also go four and a half i think this is the first time i think we've all been lockstep in agreement on something in a very long time which is which is crazy um like i i feel like the only thing that drags it down is knowing that we are not immediately getting a continuation in my opinion um but so much of what they did was amazing by comparison to that first movie which is dog shit like yes we we all overscored it but you know again we were working I, like i went back and looked we we're like oh yeah like this is better than the movies that we have gotten but then the snyder cut comes along and not only is it an awesome movie on its own but it makes man of steel better and bvs better in retrospect like that's difficult to do. That's what I've been. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying, man. It's all, it's all about building the story and building the arc. And that's what Zack Snyder does, man. And it's, it feels so, great. it feels so much better. Yeah. It's a more, it's a more cohesive experience. And honestly, like it's, it's frustrating that they've, they've fucked this thing up so bad. So uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, the movie, the movies, the movies amazing. In my opinion, I absolutely love it. I know some people have issues with length and, and certain small parts Ezra Miller, of course, I think Jesse and I are on the same page there, but I mean, the, the movie's just so well done from start to finish. Like I, I, I kind of want to watch it again. I probably will watch it again. I know it's four hours, but if I can watch Endgame more than once, I can do this again too. <laughs> Yeah, same. Well, everybody, uh, like the Snyder Cut being four hours, like we've mentioned so many times throughout this this podcast, this has been a long one. Yeah, and uh, overdue you know, for it. Yeah, overdue for it. Uh, it's it's been surreal for us because, like I said, this is the topic of our first, very first podcast, and here we are, all these years later, talking about almost the same fucking movie, but. <laughs> my miles ahead what it what it was before uh which i i don't think we're ever going to see again um so this is a truly unique experience for us i hope you all have uh had as cathartic an experience as it has been for us you know not only watching this movie seeing it come to fruition um but if you've been following us this entire time listening to us you know di dissect this thing just as we did the very first iteration of this film um so everybody thank you so much for for sticking with us um if you if you have especially if you have any conflicting thoughts with us let us know 
uh, in the in the comments, you know, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, on our on our Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, and to that point, be sure to follow us on all of those. If you aren't already, even if you look at it, please be sure to give us a like and subscribe. Uh, you can catch us every Thursday night on uh, thetwistedcape.com. We do a live stream. Uh, we've been doing our March matchups, which we've been pulling in a guest for every week. Oh my God, it's been so much fun. Uh, so you can always catch the archive of all those on our YouTube channel, uh, the, the Twisted Cape. Uh, and then uh, every night, 7.30, we always got something ridiculous going on. Uh, did I say Thursday night, 7.30? Thursday night, yeah. Yeah. Thursday night, Thursday, yep. 7.30. So uh, be sure to catch that and, uh, you know, uh, check in our tea public and as always twisted cape and don't forget about mike's thick stack yeah all those links are also going to be in the show notes uh, yes. when when this show goes up so you will have all of it y'all we we got so much shit going on and we have all of you to thank for it because you keep coming back for more <laughs> and we just we, for we some don't reason yeah for some reason <laughs> and we just we feel the need to give you more and more stuff so uh, I want to thank Mike for for getting all of, all this stuff together, uh, not only for this show but for all of our Thursday night live streams. He's he's the the brains behind the operation. Um, so thank you, Mike. Yeah, no and and uh, you know thank you to everybody for listening. I, I I don't know why I'm feeling the need to do this right now. I think it's because it's almost like a coming full circle. You know, like yeah. I said before, it's nice. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really cool and. Everybody, thank you so much for sticking with us, and I hope you continue to do so. So, until next time, everybody, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Everybody, have a great, great week, uh, weekends, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. It's always relevant. And uh, stay twisted. Stay twisted.